Welcome to our podcast, Coffee and Tea with Nick and Dee. Grab your cups and get ready for a coffee break. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Tea with Nick and Nick and Dee. Yes. We are back again with another one. We've been gone and it's okay because we had real life shit <laughs> happening to us. <laughs> no, for real, for real. We're back. I feel like we say that every single time we come on. We're we like, for real, for real, every time. We're back. Time. Right. No, for real, though. We're back for real. Seriously. No, we're, oh, seriously. No, we're here. We're here. We're seriously. Here. Okay? Yeah. So. Anyway, what have you been up to? How are you? I am actually doing well. And before I really get into it, you know, I'm just laying on my couch and chilling and, you know, doing my 91,000 classes that I have because you're online. Gosh, um, don't on your classes. Girl, I'm not even about to. Let's just say I'm trying to get it done. 2022 is going to be a whole different life and year. That's all. I know that's right. I know that's right. Um, But what have you been doing? Because I have a question to ask you after you tell me what you have been doing. Um, nothing. You know, I've been moving, working. Um, you know, same old, same old. Trying to get settled in my new place. Why? What do you have to? Now I'm scared. Now, like, why? What do you have to ask me? Have you been watching TV? Um, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I've been watching TV. Too much TV. Uh Okay, so let me ask you this: Have you checked out the show Harlem, baby? Bye, girl. Girl. Why did I watch Harlem in one night? (laughs) (laughs) I watched the whole season. That okay. I watched right. the entire season in one night. I I don't. I, I just binge watched the entire thing. I was up. I started like eight o'clock and I was done by like three o'clock in the morning. Like I just kept back to back to back. Got up, used the bathroom, had a snack, watched it again. Like it. Yeah, I watched it. Oh my god, did you watch it? Wait, before I even answer that, you watched. Five hours of straight up Harlem. Just I don't know if five hours, but I know that I the day that I started watching it, I finished it that same day. It okay. was that good to me. Like I could so, not stop. Oh my God. The first episode it was like, mm, okay. But I was bored at the time, so I was like, All right, let me go ahead and watch the second one. Because it like didn't really like mm-hmm. capture me that first it was like, All right, this is yeah, this this might be a little something, but I didn't feel the need yeah. to like watch the second episode. But I watched the second episode, and I was like, <laughs> "No, not getting up. Gonna, gonna finish watching this." <laughs> it turned into like, "Oh, girl, I'm gonna just watch one more. I'm gonna just watch one more. Okay, this is the last one for real, for real, for real." Uh-huh. It sucked you in, didn't it? It just girl, you just got sucked in. I was eating popcorn, I was pouring wine, I was making sandwiches, I was eating cereal, like, I probably had, like, seven different snacks. (laughs) Oh, my God. It was a watch party with just me. 
Yes. So did you watch it? I did. Okay. I did so, watch, <coughs> excuse me, y'all. I, I drank some water. This is going down the wrong way. Oh, God. Woo! I know. But, yes. Because, <clears throat> you know, Girl, you I watched it. the Rona, the way you cough. I know, right? I put that disclaimer. <laughs> right. We don't have it over here right now. Right now, we're good. We're good. The house is clear. But, okay. So, I watched it because... Somebody told me it was really good. My mother actually was over here. She was visiting, and she mm-hmm. was like, hey. We were talking about TV shows. She was like, hey, have you seen Harlem yet? And I was like, no, I haven't watched it yet. I plan on watching it, um, start watching it this weekend. And she was like, oh, my God, it is so good. You're going to love it. So I was like, okay. So I started watching it. Um, like the next day, I didn't even wait until the weekend. I started watching it the next day. I watched one episode, but I had so much work to do on the computer, like for these different classes. I was like, okay, I really enjoyed the first episode. I'm not going to sit here and not do my work, so I'm going to wait. So mm-hmm. a couple of days later, I watched the second episode, and then I watched the third episode. And then I watched the fourth episode. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, you know what? I'm not, I'm going to watch the fifth episode, and then I'm going to be done. So basically you got dragged into the rabbit hole, yeah. too? Okay. Yeah. And so by the time I would say 4 o'clock came that day, I was done. I had <laughs> I watched that whole season, and I was like, okay, who does this? This is crazy. Okay, so what did you think? Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, first of all, yeah. before we get into, first of all, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Yeah. Let's just say that this is going to be a bit of a spoiler alert. So if you have not watched the show, mm-hmm. go ahead, cut this off. Go ahead and head on over to, uh, what is it, Amazon Prime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and go ahead and watch the show. And once you watch the yes. show, Come on back and let's chit chat. Okay, so let me put that out there because we are going to pretty much ruin the show for you guys if you have not watched it. Talk about it. Yeah, we are going to get into it because okay. But before we do that, because I feel like we're about to really get into this, let me hit you guys with the coffee recipe and then we'll be right back and we will talk about the show. All right. So of course the holidays are here. They pretty much here. They didn't rolled up on us and was like, "What's up, Santa? What's up, you know, baby Jesus? Uh, you know, whatever you celebrate, Hanukkah, uh, Kwanzaa, uh, all that." Okay, it rolled up on us. Okay, it's here. If you are in the U.S., okay, eggnog is the classic winter holiday beverage that everybody likes. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I prefer a little cremas or maybe some. Um, what is the Puerto Rican one? Uh, uh, I can't think of the name right now, but I love it. Uh, what is it? You know the Puerto oh, Rican no. one? It's like the Puerto no. Rican version of um, of uh, of eggnog. Uh, it's on the tip of I, my tongue. Uh, I really don't know. Oh, because I don't drink eggnog, so it's not. It's like coquito, coquito. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, but anyways, um, so. I thought incorporating eggnog into your um, winter beverage would be great. So this is going to be a eggnog latte. 
So what you're going to need is one cup of coffee, uh, about two-thirds cup of eggnog, about a quarter cup of cream or half and half or your almond oat situation, whatever you like, um, an eighth of a teaspoon of ground cinnamon, a pinch of nutmeg, sugar, which is optional, and whipped cream, and uh, a little more nutmeg. So what you want to do is heat the eggnog in a small pot over low to medium heat. Don't let it boil. Keep the eggnog um, below boiling. Add the cinnamon, nutmeg, and sugar if you want a sweeter drink. You're going to continue to whisk it until it is thick. You're going to make your cup of coffee. The stronger, the better, because the eggnog is going to be a little bit on the sweet side because eggnog is already sweet, and then you're adding sugar into it if you, you know, do decide to add more sugar, like I mentioned above. And you're going to um, add the thickened eggnog to the coffee. So the the eggnog is going to act as like a uh, a creamer of a scent to okay. your coffee. So you're going to add all of that. Um to the coffee, and you're going to top it with whipped cream, sprinkle a pinch of your nutmeg and cinnamon on top, and that'll be it. And you can enjoy your eggnog latte. Oh, okay. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't drink You don't like, I think you would like, but... wait, but you don't like Ooh. coconut either, do you? No. Oh, yeah. Okay, no. so you probably wouldn't like, um... The coquito because yeah, it's, made no, 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 no. With, um, it's made with coconut. Even says it in the name, coquito. <laughs> yeah. Like, but I don't like, I don't really like eggnog too much. Like, I, I don't not like it, but it's not like my favorite thing. I prefer okay. the coquito or the, um, you may like crema. It's a Haitian drink, sort of like an eggnog, but it's not eggy. You know, it, it's oh, more okay. like... Think of like a Bailey's. That's what the cream is more. Oh, for. okay. I got you. Okay. Yeah, it's not that eggy kind of taste. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So okay. now that that's done, go ahead. I hope you guys make your eggnog <laughs> mash up coffee. But let's get there you into go. this into the show. Oh. I was I thoroughly don't... impressed. Like. I almost yes. want to watch it a second time. That's how much I like the show. I almost want to go back and watch it again. I think we should. I think I think we should. <clears throat> and I think that the people who are listening to this should also mm-hmm. watch it. And we should have events where we actually sit down and we talk about what we think about each episode. Ooh, that'll be good. It's like a a, a television show book club, but for, for yes. TV. yeah, a TV, yes. TV, a TV show club. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh okay, so let's oh. pretend we're in said club. So what did okay. you, tell me what, I, I just want to know what you think about all the things, because I don't even know where to begin, because I stand for Megan. Like, I love Megan Good. So, okay, so you love Megan. I love Megan, mm-hmm. too. Do not get me wrong. Camille, if you haven't seen it, that's her character. Camille is played by Megan Good. She does a fabulous job. I've always liked Megan Good. I liked her when she was in Friday, and she was mad because um, Big Worm wouldn't give her her chili cheese Fritos or oh, whatever it was. You know what? Okay. All right. Let's okay. So, um, 
<laughs> whatever it was, some some chip Um but so I loved her. Mhm. And there's four characters. There's um Megan Good who plays Camille. There is um oh, what is her name? Grace Byers. Um, she plays um, Quinn because she was on with that popular yes. show. Yes. Grace, yeah, Grace Byers, who plays Quinn. There is Jerry, uh, Jerry Johnson. She plays Ty, and then there's Shaniqua, who plays Angie. Now, my girl all day, every day is Angie. Okay, all so day. your favorite was Angie. Okay. I think I'm – Angie was the, the, the loud, like – eclectic one, right? Yes. She was the one? Okay. Yes. Okay, yes. got you. Um, I liked her too. She, let me tell you, she was just, I don't know, it was just something about her very bubbly personality that just, it got to me. And, you know, she's just who she is. Like, she has no qualms about it. She just, she does what she does. Like, mm-hmm. and I love her for that. You know, she loves her color. She loves her wig. She loves, you know, she's just who she is, and that's yes. fine. And then you have Quinn, who um, is a okay. So wait, Shaniqua is an actress singer. She's presently okay. not working. You have um, Quinn, who owns her own um, boutique, but prior to that. She worked. Who did she work for? Some financial agency or something as an accountant, or yeah, something. Mm-hmm. And then there's um, Meg. Meg. What does what does Camille do? Um. What does Oh, she's a professor. She's a she's professor. A professor. Yeah. She's a professor at Columbia. And then you have Ty, who has her own dating app for um, the BIPOC, which is absolutely phenomenal. So they all are very, um, you know, into their professions, uh, very good. Shaniqua, however, has had some ups and downs, but we ain't going to discuss her right now. Mm-hmm. What I want to discuss is I want to ask you, the character of Ty is, um, in the show, she is um, – a lesbian. I don't know if she is in real life, but this is the character she plays. Mm-hmm. What do you think about her? Because I'm going to just say right off that, I love her. What do um, you think her? In terms of what? Like her, just her overall character? Just her overall character, yeah. Um, I like Ty. I think that she was really um, laid back. I think she was kind of like she had herself like established she knew what she wanted to do and then a curveball was kind of thrown at her and kind of made her question her entire like life for the most part and it was kind of like oh okay but I mean I I love her like I loved her up until then and I I I like her after I just think like most people you know she had like um she had to kind of figure herself out and kind of like try and live a little more for herself in terms Mm -hmm. of like everything that she was going through with um, 
her company and her love life and things like mm-hmm. that. But I mean, I I liked her. Right. I like the personality. I liked yeah. all of that. Because in the yeah. beginning, she was like, if you remember in the beginning, she was like running through people. She was like, oh, uh, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, man, bye. Okay. <laughs> you know, right, like, right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Play in the field. Yeah. That was her yeah. thing. So here's the thing. If you're listening to this and you have not watched the show, now is the time to cut it off because I'm about to be dropping some stuff that happened in the show. So you remember in the show, when they were all out at the club. And remember, Ty has this app that is a BIPOC dating app. So the people who are queer, gender, um, um, who are queer, um, gay, bi, whatever they are, black and people of color, period, mm-hmm. um, they have a place to go, a safe space to go, to find, you know, dates without having any, you know, without feeling any shame or being made to feel shame. Mm -hmm. But because she made this app, what ended up happening was she ended up at this club and she started uh, kind of messing with this woman who was not of color. She was white. They ended Uh up feeling each other. And then they started to actually date. But then remember how she started feeling some type of way because now all of a sudden she's thinking, I created this app for queer people, people of color, and now I'm out here dating someone who's not of color. Mm-hmm. And she started feeling some type of way. Yeah. Now, personally, I think no big deal. You love who you love. You didn't create the app just so you can stay in that lane. You created the app for people who don't have the availability or the opportunity to go out and necessarily meet people or feel comfortable going out and meeting people. But she had this whole issue with, I created this app. It's for people of color. It's for people who are queer. And now I'm dating a white girl. How How is that going to roll? Right. Which kind of leads us into the whole topic that we have today of dating outside of your comfort zone. Yes, yes. Um, You know, real quick, I just want to touch on, like, you know, the situation with that happened with Ty. Like, I'm, like, you know, love who you love. Mm-hmm. and let that be that. The problem for me, and I totally, it, it really was a tough situation because you remember, like, she had pretty much, she was kind of, like, really pro-black because I don't remember, right. I don't know if you remember, but remember she was trying to hide from the friends um, when the girl that she was dating came into, like, the restaurant or whatever, the club, or I forget, it was like right. the club or bar, and they were looking like, hey, what's she doing up in here? Like, what is this woman, you know, doing? And then she was, like, kind of, like, scratching her head, like, oh, um, she must have the wrong place, you know what I mean? Knowing yeah. that this is the woman that you're dating and the woman that you're seeing, but she was so embarrassed that she was of another race that she was willing to, like, be like, oh, no, she must, let me try to, you know, get her out of here really quick to try and make it seem like it wasn't somebody that she was dating. And I yeah. think, like, when you are are so into, because it's okay to be 
you know, pro-black, pro, pro whatever. You know, you have people have right. strong belief systems about so many different things, and that's fine. But when you let it take control over your life to the point where it's affecting who you love, and you right. are are kind of um, having to struggle with thinking about what people are going to think of you because of X, Y, and Z is where you have to draw a line. Now, I get because I think, obviously, it's a tough situation to be in because basically her whole life is dependent upon this app. This is where she's making her money from, an yeah. app that, you know, is 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 basically based on everything that she is not living up to, the standard or that she is not living up to, the quote-unquote standard. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So she's worried about being judged. She's worried about not only being judged, but about her money possibly being taken away because, listen, right. people will, are quick to boycott. Like, oh, no, you mean to tell me this woman that created this app for people of color and people LBGTQ+, and mm-hmm. she out here dating somebody of another race? Like, no. Right. We, we not buy, she's not living up. She's, she's a hypocrite. You know what I mean? That's what people are going to say. They're going to automatically – boycott whatever it is you have anything to do with and they're not going to purchase the app they're not going to support it and then that's going to be her and she's done all her hard work going down the drain so i see Mm -hmm. it from that perspective but we can't allow outsiders to you know um make live our lives for us you know what i mean in a sense so with that being said i kind of want to know like like when is it okay, like, like, why are people so afraid to even, not even with just, you know, the, the movie, I mean, the show, to date outside right. of their comfort zone, whether that's race, whether it's uh, financial situations, whether mm-hmm. it's, um, you know. Religion. Religion, absolutely. It's so many things, like, we get so comfortable, like, should people date outside of their comfort zone? Like, do you think that people should date outside of their comfort zone? And I'm not even going to – I'm going to use the word comfort zone vaguely, but just – yeah, comfort zone, because what they're used to is a comfort. So do you think people should date outside of their comfort zone? I definitely think people should date outside their comfort zone. Um, I believe that that comfort zone – it's just a limitation. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a limitation no matter how you look at it. Um, um, meaning anytime we do not step outside of our comfort zone in life, period, we are stagnant. Absolutely. We don't grow. We mm-hmm. don't learn. We don't, you know, we're not able to appreciate and enjoy the, yes. the, 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 out, the world outside of our bubble. And so I feel like people should definitely, definitely date outside your comfort zone. We all have standards or we all have a list that we want when we're dating. The person Mm -hmm. has to be this and they have to do this and they have to look like this and they have to financially be this. And for some people, it's drive this and live there. And, you know, it's so many different things. And I think that people need to get away from that and throw all of that shit out of the window. Yeah. I'm not saying now, well, I'm not saying that. Hold on. I'm not saying 
go date the person who ain't doing nothing with their life and has no motivation. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. Uh-uh, I'm girl. saying, <laughs> right? <clears throat> Excuse me, y'all. I am saying we have to learn that we put so many deal breakers on things that we don't live our lives to the best of what they can be. We just, you know, we see numbers and we see colors and we see neighborhoods and we see, you know, and it's not about any of that. It's not about any of that. Who cares if the man isn't six foot? Okay, wait, I can't use that one because I need a time. Okay, Okay, you know what? That's one. You hear the one. (laughs) I know, But that's the one thing for me. That's the one, like, that's the thing that I'm kind of like, eh, I like it. Because for me, that that is a comfort thing, but it's not a comfort like, ooh, in my, it's just all of the men in my family are tall. And so mm-hmm. that's what I'm used to when I like tall men. But it's okay to have a type. Let me just say, because people, like, you can have a type, but don't right. limit yourself to you can it's okay to color outside of the lines of that particular type. It's right. like you have a picture and you love this picture, but it's okay to draw outside of the line just a little mm-hmm. bit to see because the picture can turn to something even more beautiful if you're drawing yeah. a portrait and the portrait mm-hmm. is beautiful as is, but you decide to color a little bit more outside the lines and it turns into a masterpiece, and you would have never known if you decide to just stay within that particular box. So I hear a lot of people saying they have a type. A type is fine. But the problem is where you you only want a particular characteristic in a person, Mm -hmm. and it narrows your focus. That's the only thing that you're looking at. So like you said, like you can't see anything else if that's, all you're focused on. This person has to be this. Right. They have to be that. They have to make this. They have to live there. They have to do this. They have to do that. They have to drive this. They have to drive that. Like, you know, come right. on. And like, I can attest, like I have so many people and I know people personally that most of the people that I've talked to, I don't know if you have ever had a conversation, but most of the people that I've spoken with that are in like, you know, good, healthy marriages and good, healthy relationships, majority, I'm not going to say all, but the majority of them when they are telling, because I love love. I like to hear people's, like, story and, like, you know, how they met and stuff like that. So it's like when I start having a conversation with somebody and they start telling their story, the majority of them are always, it always start off like, oh, well, at first, or they weren't my type, but I just decided. And, you know, it's always for the mm-hmm. ma- the majority, you know what I mean? It, it, it starts off that way where it was something or somebody that they weren't particularly interested in, and it ended up mm-hmm. turning into a marriage, uh, you know, a healthy marriage at that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think, like, it, it's, it, it's so funny because when we are, um, like, in in relationships, or not mm-hmm. well outside of relationships when we fail at something like we do something and we do it the wrong way we yeah. correct the behavior and we do it right. the, a different way the next time it's so funny to me that in relationships we don't do that most nope. often times we repeat especially in a type 
you you fail in a relationship and you pick the same type of man again and again and again, obviously until you do the work, you know, or whatever that looks like for you going to therapy, facing your demons, praying, doing whatever it is that you do to get yourself together to where you're whole, you know, and, and, and um, happy within yourself and right. then you find somebody, you know, but for the most part, so many people like we don't <laughs> we don't take that same learning experience that we do in our everyday life outside of relationships into the relationship ballpark. It's like you know mm-hmm. what I mean. You walk in and right. you know without shoes on and you step on glass. Next time you're gonna put on shoes. In the relationships, we don't do that shit. We just be right. like, all right, like <laughs> different man, same yep. same personality. Like no, yep. Every you know. Time. Yep. So. Yeah, I think. Mhm, a hundred percent. And even with like, um, just like the comfort zone. Like another thing that irks me too is like when men. I think me and you have had this conversation before. Like when men or even women, they're like, "Oh, I only date this type of person, or only date that." Like, girl, that irks my nerves. Like, because for me, it's like you're. And you can like what you like. Don't get me wrong. Like, because people have this debate all the time where they're like, for instance, like, okay, like you have some black men that are like, oh, no, I only date, um, you know, mixed girls. Only they spend, I don't, I don't like dating black women, like black women. And it's like, mm. sir, your, your your mom is black. Yeah, hello. black. And that's fine to have a preference. But to specifically, um, I guess, um they kind of like put down their own or even if it's not their own a different race like oh i don't date this type like don't put down a whole race right and then just right. be like now if you happen to meet somebody and they're of another race or whatever and it's like okay you love who you love you meet who you meet but like to right. say specifically oh no i don't date this particular type of person like that's crazy to me like how can you group an entire race or an entire type of person based on nothing, just on, you know what I mean? Like, like what, like, what is your basis on? Like, right. Just looks like what, what is it? I don't know. Right. 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 So girl, you know, that's another thing that comes with like dating outside, um, of your comfort zone too. There are just so many things that people do within relationships that kind of just restrict them. And then they wonder why, oh, well, you know, I can't find Mr. Right. I can't find Mrs. Right. And it's like, because you're too close-minded. Your focus is narrow, you know? Right. Right. And it keeps you in a cycle. It really keeps you just in in a cycle and dating the same type of people over and over and over and over and over again and it's like <laughs> duh that's why you you haven't found anybody like you're literally dating the same person over and over again just a different over. person yeah and it's a shame so it is i think you know for a lot of us out there <clears throat> myself included because i went through that before i got married I went through that bullshit. And I'm going to tell you something. Right now, from this, from the point of marriage on, the key is for everybody. Look for potential, not perfection. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because perfection I, is not perfection. 
Mm. It's going to always be something. Always. Right. I tell people that all the time. Nobody is perfect. There's always going to be something. It's just basically what you your tolerance, but what you can deal with, mm-hmm. what you can take, and what you can't take. Because what, what is big to someone else may not be, be big to me, but it's all about and what you what you can and cannot take. But it's always going to be something, point blank, period. Right. right. So that is very true. Yep. And, I mean, you can weigh a lot. I mean, because you're, you're in an interra- uh, interracial relationship. Um, like, yeah. So, like, how has your experience been, like, being in an interracial marriage? Mine is, I, I haven't had, honestly, I haven't had any issues. The only mm-hmm. difference, the only difference is literally skin color. Literally, okay. Literally skin color. That is it. That's really been it. We don't have the same thought process about a lot of things, but that's more due to the fact that we have a 19-year age gap. Mm-hmm. And that could be about anything with anybody. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. Exactly. But outside of that, everything else is the same. Mm-hmm. It's, there's no, like people are like, oh, it's so, no, 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 no. But the people, people that are say people that, are people. Yeah. Like, can you imagine, you would have missed out on a great husband thinking, oh, well, no, I'm not, I'm, that's not my type. You know, that's not who I, you know what I mean? Like, and it's like, um, wow. Right. You would have and I've done that in the past. We all Exactly. Have. I've done that in the past. There was a guy who was Jewish. I'm Muslim. He was Jewish. I didn't date him. We talked, but I didn't date him because he was Jewish. Jewish, and I was worried about what my father would think. Mm. What? Great guy. I mean, super, like, great, great guy. Yeah. He wasn't he wasn't over six foot, but I was willing to let that go <laughs> because he was a great guy. You you were you were really in like <laughs> I'm done. He wasn't over six <laughs> He wasn't over six feet, but that was okay because he was you a great guy. Him. Yeah. I did. I liked him. So that part of my type, it didn't matter anymore. I didn't even care. Mm-hmm. Because I was willing to do it, except I was afraid of what another person would, would was going to think. Yeah, yeah. No, no. We can't do that, y'all. We got to stop doing that. That's yeah. unacceptable in life. Live your life for you and only you. Because you're the only one who's got to live in that life every single day. Yeah, nobody else. Nobody else. You came into no. this world by yourself. You are yep. going to leave by yourself, and you have yep. to live for yourself. Yep. yep. Yeah. So, um, getting back to <laughs> getting back to Harlem. Um, yeah. You know, we all do it. We all have our comfort zones, whether it's in relationships, whether it's mm-hmm. in business, whether I mean, just life in general. I feel like it's just one big, <laughs> big. This thing of trying to step outside of our our um our comfort our comfort zones, you know. Right. Um, there's a quote that I love so much I can't really remember it verbatim, but it was like basically everything that you want is on the other side of your comfort zone. It mm-hmm. like 
truer words have never been spoken. Like when, and it takes a lot of courage, like leaving your car, it's not easy. Like we're talking about it and we're saying it, like whether it be in relationships or anything else, like just getting out of your comfort zone, it's called a comfort zone for a reason. It's comfortable there. Right. Who wants right. to leave a, a cozy bed on a cold day and they in uh, under the sheets and they snuggled up and they feeling comfortable? Mm-hmm. When somebody rips the covers off of you and that cold air hits you, you're like, oh my god, you you just you know ball up. It's, it's right. uncomfortable. Right. So it, it really takes courage. But what makes it so significant? Because most people are even afraid to attempt leaving outside of their comfort zone like what's on that other side like it's it's so beautiful and i'm talking to you yeah. and i'm talking to the listeners but i'm really talking to myself too because i think we've all had that struggle and i think mm-hmm. like we should really try to just embrace the comfort instead of yeah you know letting it like get you off you know off um off uh what what am i trying to say off of your goals, you know, off of the things that you want to do, you know, we have to use it um, as fuel, like, to keep ourselves going, like, you know. Right. it's always going to be a level in discomfort of whatever we do, you know what I mean, whether it's yeah. a high level of discomfort or it's like a low, you know, just a little anxiety or whatever, um, it's always going to be a level of discomfort to a certain extent with anything that we do. So, right. and, you know, when you look right. back and you think about all the things that you've ever been, you know, um, struggling with or uncomfortable with, and you look back at the things that you've gotten through, it's like, oh, wow. Like, mm-hmm. now I don't even think about that. Now that's nothing for me. So, you know. Right. Yeah. Like you said, comfort zones are just no bueno. Whatever, whatever it is. So, Yes, you guys. So I hope you guys watch, um, take the time to watch Harlem. They need to cut the check. Mm-mm, I don't appreciate all this free advertising. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and get outside of your comfort zone, man. Get you guys yes. some people that are going to lift you up and push you because they, they, the, the, they see the potential that you have that you don't even see in yourself. If you have a good group of friends, a good group of family, people see things that you don't see in yourself, and sometimes we all need that push. So make sure that you're surrounding yourself with people that want to see you win, that are going to push you, whether right. they're pushing you into the, relation, the relationship, whether they're pushing you into business, whether they're pushing into pushing you into whatever it is that your calling is. Make sure that you surround your people surround yourself with people that are supportive. Right. So agreed. You have anything more to add before we get to our tea? I don't. Okay. I don't. So what's the tea then? <laughs> oh okay. First I'm gonna say I'm gonna watch Harlem again. But okay now on to the tea. Um <laughs> Because I was just, as you talking, I'm just sitting up here thinking about it. I'm like, oh, I got to watch it again. Okay. Um, so today, the tea, y'all are going to flip on this. <clears throat> and after I tell you about it, I want you guys to go look up the article. I think it's probably more than one article, but <laughs> I found this article earlier, and I thought it was very interesting. So did you guys hear about... Um, there was a teacher in 
the Washington, D.C. schools. He was in, um, I think, Washington, Wat, no, Watkins Elementary. Mm -hmm. He had his students who were like seven, eight years old. He forced them to reenact the Holocaust. Excuse me? Let me say that one more time. The, no, let me rephrase it. The alleged, alleged reenactment of eight and nine-year-olds included school shootings and digging of mass graves with one child assigned to act as Adolf Hitler. Okay. Um, I just want yeah. to know what happened with the teacher. So, um this is cool, you know? Like, I have so many questions. Like, what The school had no idea. They had no idea. When they found out, because I guess the student, because it didn't really specifically say, but I'm guessing a student went home and kind of, like, told their parent about what had happened. And mm -hmm. so the school actually issued an apology and said, listen, that we don't know nothing about that. That was not a part of the lesson plan. This was crazy. So wow, so he was just in school doing whatever he wanted to do. You was just doing your own thing. Issue an apology. They said that students should never be asked to, like, do anything like that that has to do with atrocity or genocide or murder or whatever. That's not what they were about. They also said that the teacher um, was also making a lot of um, – um, anti-Semitic and racist comments at the same time, saying that, um, yeah, he was using hate speech, um, which he said is um, unacceptable. Like Ms. Gutierrez, who I guess was the principal, said, you know, that was unacceptable or whatever. But apparently that particular teacher had, like, blamed the Jews for ruining Christmas? Okay. This is... Yeah. Like, it was just crazy. But that's not the first incident because they also had a, a, a incident um, in another, like, D.C. high school where there were, like, swastikas that were, like, painted on the bathrooms with, like, racist epithets that went along with that, too. So, so like, is he, is he fired? Like, please tell me he's fired. Like, it did not say that wow. he was fired or anything like that. Um, yeah. Oh, hold on. Let me. It says, no, I apologize, guys. It says that the unnamed staff member is on leave pending yeah. the results of an investigation. That's oh. all it says. But they've been having a lot of anti-Semitic issues, apparently, in the Washington, D.C. area especially in the school systems. Like, this is, like, a really bad thing that's happening right now. And, like, a lot of the Jewish community um, are being targeted, um, and they're saying that they've had to change their behavior just because of fear of what is, you know, can and will happen to them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully yeah. these the the kids are not um, 
extremely traumatized, like, because who knows what else, you know, he was, <laughs> what lesson plans he was teaching besides that. Like, that's crazy. Exactly. Exactly. It's just, you know, like, who does that? Are you serious? Why would you even, what? Hmm. I, I don't even know. But when I read the article, I was like, I'm sorry, what? What is it saying? What are eight and nine-year-old children? I said seven and eight earlier, but eight and nine-year-old children? Mm-hmm. And then you made them do what? In reenact school shootings and digging of mass graves. And then a child was assigned to act as Adolf Hitler. How? 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 Oh, my That's God. disgusting. Yeah. I don't even know what to do with that information. That's horrible. That's absolutely horrible. Mm-mm-mm. So, yeah. So, that's my tea. All right, girl. Well, listen, I ain't going to leave off on that note, but now I'm feeling like, oh. I know. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> I'll just discuss it. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Well, that is all we have for you guys this week. We will see you all next Tuesday. So long. Bye. Bye. A Mecca Medina production.